Howdy folks, and welcome to last night, this morning, trying to make this under 30 minutes edition. It is April 28th, and we are coming to the end of a couple of uh, series here, and right smack dab in the middle of a couple other ones. I say a couple? A couple times? Yeah, I sure did. Um... Look, let's just get into it, right? There's no no big trade news to go through. We already covered all the moves, so we can kind of skip that. Let's go straight into the games. We started with the National League last time. So I think I'd like to start in the American League today. Um, let's start in Los Angeles, where the Guardians and the Angels are taking on Game 3 of a four-game series here. In the Los Angeles area, the Angels won the first two games fairly comfortably. Uh, the Guardians hoping to pull out a win tonight, or I suppose last night, so they can try to sell or just split here. You had Dylan Bundy versus Kyle Funkhauer. I talked about this matchup a little bit early on in the year. Jesus, dude, I'm all over the place. Not early on in the year, early on in the week in one of the previous games. Really, really well-pitched game by both. Dylan Bundy went eight innings, gave up two runs, struck out five for the no decision. Kyle Funkhauser would go six innings, give up two runs, struck out six. He threw 107 pitches. Um, over Really, really interesting disparity here. Kyle Funkhauser threw 107 pitches over six innings. Dylan Bundy, incredibly efficient, threw 79 pitches over eight innings, still striking out five. Very impressive. A lot of quick outs for Bundy. Neither pitcher would finger, figure into the um, decision, however, as it would actually go to extra innings. And it would be Jorge Ayala, who would hit a solo shot in the top of the 10th for the Guardians off of Travis Ichikawa. There's no way that is right. Because, yeah, Taka, Takaki Ichikawa. Um... And then you would have Julio Rosado come on for the Guardians, and he would shut this thing down. As he got Torres, McCoy, and Gigliotti in order. So the Guardians would, in fact, pull game three back from the Angels, and it is now a 2-1 or two to one series lead for the Angels here heading into game four tonight, Excuse me, which will feature Paul Erickson for the Angels versus Steven Strasburg for the Guardians. Let's go... Let's go, to, let's go to Toronto, where another four-game series. We talked about the importance of this series for Boston early on. They've won the first two, right? They're still trailing the Jays because even though the Jays have lost a number of games in a row now, they built such a big lead. It, it is still uh, important for the, the Red Sox to win this series. Game three, the pivotal swing game here. Zach Potter making his American League debut after coming over from the Cardinals uh, late last week or early this week. I can't remember. Going is Raynell Vallette, who's been one of the best pitchers in this league for a really, really long time. Similar situation to the game we just talked about. Potter and Vallette would both go six innings. Both would give up two runs. Uh, Vallette would walk four. He'd give up five runs, so not his best outing. Neither would factor into the decision as this game would be decided late. It was actually, what, two to two when both pitchers left after the sixth. The game would be decided in the top of the eighth inning. Um as the Red Sox would pull away in the top of the eighth. Let's see what that looked like really quickly. Tristan Cox came in to pitch for the Blue Jays. He would hit with Olmstead right off the bat. He would then give a single to Arturo Cruz. Uh, Olmstead would go around to third. Kevin Gentry would single on the next at bat to drive in Olmstead before, you know, Crockett would finally get out. He would be relieved by Steve Chapman, who would walk his first batter. He would then give a single to Kevin Hunter to go up a run. Another single would come across. Actually, Dave Allen walked in a run. All three runs would score here, and the Red Sox would hold on. 
That's three games in a row they've won over the Toronto Blue Jays. They're up in this series three to nothing right now. A huge, huge statement for the Red Sox as they needed to do something to to capitalize on the momentum they had early in the year, but really to slow down the Jays. They now sit two and a half games back with one more against the Jays. Uh, yeah, the Jays tonight, as they will see Garrett Cole going against Sean Gilmartin before they travel down to Baltimore and take on a three-game series against the O's, who have been hot. But granted, they've been playing against the Yankees, and everybody seems to be playing well against the Yankees. So we'll see how this one wraps up tonight. I'm pretty excited to watch that game as it's been a fun series so far. Probably frustrating if you're a Jays fan. Let's go to New York. We just kind of alluded to this one. This is game three, two. Game two for the Orioles and Yanks. Is that right? They must have had a day off. Yeah, they had a day off. This is game two. Last night went to extra innings. The Jays would walk it off in the 10th, 11-7. This one would also go to extra innings, surprisingly enough. Um, you had Chris Kanke. For the Orioles, go against John Butler for the Yankees. And another game where the starting pitchers give up the same amount of runs and would not feature into the situation. A little shorter appearance for Butler. Butler would go four innings, give up five runs before he left. Uh, Kanky would go six in the third and give up five, striking out nine before he left. He actually pitched pretty well until the sixth where he started to give up a couple runs. Then he gave up another one in seventh. Probably stayed in a little too long. As that seventh run in the seventh he gave up would tie the game. The Orioles' bullpen would be spectacular, though. Wilson, Badger, Totter, and Clark came through. It pitched really well. Remember, there was about a three-month period during the year last year where the Baltimore Orioles' bullpen was incredible, uh, and they were saving everything. It was a combination of Badger and Rod Cunningham were the two that were, were just spectacular last year. Cunningham has continued that success. Badger has struggled a little bit early. Good to see him get out here. Actually, using a specialist role. That's interesting. Uh, and play better baseball anyway we go to the top of the 10th and lucas sims is on for the yankees after dukes did a masterful job coming in to replace uh john butler sims gives up the run singrani will actually i think the one that gives up the run after sims put the the man on the bases but it's uh antonio morales alfredo morales would drive the run in and give the orioles their second straight win over these Yanks, uh, Yankees just continue to struggle as they fall to 4-21. and 21. The Orioles have actually won three straight as they beat the Angels on Mo- Sunday and were off Monday and won two straight now. They get the Yankees for the series finale tonight before they go home to face Boston, as we just mentioned. You'll see Riley Ferguson versus Cal Quantrill in this one. Let's head to Minnesota for Game 2 of the Tigers-Twins series. Twins took Game 1 on, let's see, that would have been... Tuesday. Game two will feature Kyle Muller versus Paul Hale. This is a weird in every almost every game so far we've had a very similar outcome for the starters. Again, not a great start for either starting pitcher. Muller went seven innings, five earned runs, ten strikeouts. Paul Hale went five and two thirds, five earned runs, only three strikeouts. Again, neither would figure into the decision. It wasn't really, I mean, I guess you could technically say maybe Hale should have left after five because he did give up three on the top of the six as he had a lead, but that inning would end tied five. What would it end? It ended with the lead, actually. Five, four for the Tigers. Twins would tie it in the bottom of the eighth when maybe Kyle Muller should have left. Tewksbury would come in and shut the door. This one would go to extra innings. We'd actually end up all the way in the top of the 12th as you would have uh, relief pitcher Jean-Luc Raymond, who has been... Bad this year for the Twins. 
He is 0-2 before tonight, 0-3 now. It kind of gives it away, I suppose, but he gives up a three-run shot to Victor Adams. As Victor Adams gets the walk-off, he pinch hit earlier for Keston Hioria. Uh, was playing first base, not his natural position, but something he has played a little bit of on the year. Tigers would win to split the series here. Uh, we have now tied at one. We'll get a go, go, go to game three tonight, and that'll be Liberator versus... Where's the schedule? There it is. Liberator versus John Bauer. John Bauer with a 205 ERA. Liberator with... A 3.48 ERA. He is the Tigers' front man and somebody they expect, obviously, to carry them through the year, which is expected to be good if you're a Detroit fan. Um, Chicago and Kansas City. White Sox versus Royals. There's a lot of complaining coming out of Chicago before this series started about their lack of power and ability to score runs. They won on Tuesday night, 6-1. to one. Last night would be Kyle Bubich for the uh, Royals versus Richard Dean for the White Sox. Dean would go six innings, six strikeouts. He would get the W. He's now a two and one with a one six five ERA on the year. Kyle Bubich would fall to zero and two, four fifty five ERA in the young season. The White Sox would start uh, things off fairly early. Uh, well, that's not true actually. They were down one zero in the bottom of the fifth. They'd score two. They get two more in the bottom of the seventh. Um, Nick Allen would drive one in with a walk. Tink Jones would drive in a couple of runs there in the fifth. Now I didn't score a run on that. I, I'm all over the goddamn place. Ramon Zero goes and would drive in two on a double in the seventh. So still no power being shown really by the White Sox, but uh, a double from Zaragoza. His third of the year is a good sign if you are a fan on the south side. Chicago is now up 2-0 in the series. They have effectively won this series. Uh, they'll get one more tonight against the division-leading Royals, who now lead the Twins by a game, as the Twins could not capitalize either. Uh, you'll see Jason Neal... For the Twins, Jason Neal for the Royals, excuse me, versus Bill Black for the White Sox. Bill Black looking like he's going to be a lifer on the south side of Chicago. Let's make a move now. Let's go talk about the Texas series. we got the Astros versus the Rangers. Uh, This would be game three of this series. The Astros won both of the first two, looking to take a... Three game lead, a three zero lead in the four game series. Reginald McMillan on the bump for the Astros versus Todd Collins for Texas. Uh, McMillan off to a rough start this year, one and two before today, uh, and he didn't get off to a much better start. He had one in the first, two more in the bottom of the third. Held on okay from there, but the bottom of the fifth got away from him. He put five or four more runs, he put seven total in the bottom of the fifth before finally getting pulled mercifully. The Astros bullpen between. Uh, Ben Rowan and Rastiel Iglesias would pitch really well down the stretch, but nothing can be done as the Rangers held on to win 7-2. to two. Uh, Home runs, two from Jordan Aikens, the left fielder who is in his, what, fourth season, I think, in Texas. Uh, and Ivan Rivera in his second season with the Rangers hit his third home run. And Arturo Moreno, uh, their second baseman in his fifth season, I think, in, in Texas, uh, hit his second of the year. A lot of power off the bat of the Rangers. They move to 12 and 13. The Astros fall to 15 and 9. We will get the conclusion of this series tonight. Um, didn't I just say Juan Devia just pitched? No, this is the original McMillan. You'll see Juan Devia for the Astros, uh, and he will take on Katero Gavio 
for the Rangers is the Rangers will try to salvage a split against the Astros, and the Astros will try to get the 3-1 series win. Finally, in the American League, last American League exclusive game, game two of the um, Mariners-Rays series. Mariners came out and smashed the Rays last night, on Tuesday, excuse me. Uh, they got off to a pretty hot start again as they would go with six runs through five innings off of Tyson Oswalt, who would fall with his third loss of the year. Hooper was not his typical dominant self. He did improve to 4-0 on the year, which is good. He only lasted five and two-thirds, gave up three runs, walked four. He has an ERA above three and a half, which is atypical for him. He's actually walking more than a batter per nine, more this year than he was last year. His BABIP is up. A lot of things trending in the wrong direction. For Justin Hooper, his strikeouts are actually higher than they've ever been, but he's averaging giving up the most home runs of his career. It's also a rough start. Now, you expect Justin Hooper to come back and, and pitch the way Justin Hooper pitches, but, you know, something to keep an eye on if you are a Mariners fan. That wraps up the American League. Well, I guess technically we want to talk real quick. The series finale will be tonight in, say, uh, in Tampa as they are on the road. You will see Shelby Miller for the Rays against Casey Kelly for the Mariners. Two former Braves, like the entire fucking league, in theory. Um, let's go National League, right? Let's go to the National League East as we will take on game two of the Marlins and Nationals series. The Marlins would win on Tuesday night. So here is game two of the series, and that's trying to avoid losing the series already. They would put um, John Simpson on the mound, and they'd be countered by Alex Watts in Miami. Watts off to a rough start. Um, would pitch pretty well, actually. They'd go seven innings, only give up two runs. He would leave with a lead as John, or John Simpson would give up four over five. The problem is that the Miami bullpen couldn't hang on, and Brad Smith and Royce Viscaino would pitch very well for the Nationals. In the bottom of the eighth, though, with a four-to-one lead, this thing would come off the rails, and the Nats would, would put some damage up on the board. Let's see how it went down. Alex Watts still pitching. He would walk Bill Wells. And they did the right thing here. Like, we've talked a lot about pulling a pitcher when he's at the end of his rope and, and not pitching well. He walked Wells. They'd pull him and put in Trent Hinton. Hinton would immediately give up a single to Russell Nichols. He would then walk Lauren Rodgers on four pitches, so bases loaded. Cesar Lopez would have pop fly. Run scores. You'll trade a run for an out at this point. No big deal. One out, two on. You're up by two. Greg Rush would come in to relieve Trent Hinton. Well, Ed Palmer would double, and that would score Russell Nichols. Now it's 4-3. Anthony Rendon would fly out. You get two outs here. You then walk Reimer Liriano on a full count, and Victor Robles would triple, driving in Lauren Rodgers, Ed Palmer, and Reimer Liriano to put this thing into the favor of the Nationals, 6-4, to four, and they would close the door for the series. Tying game. We have game three tonight. Griffin Canning will go for the Marlins, and Mark Davies, the A's, ace of the National staff, will go uh, for the Nats as they try to see who's going to win this series. Someone's got to do it at this point, right? Uh, Mets and Cardinals. This is game three for them. They have split the first two. It's game three of four? Nope. That's game three of the series. I'm sorry. This is game three of the series. This series is done after last night. Um, the Mets... Lost the first game. The Mets won the second game 5-0. So this is game three. Craig Cooper versus Nick Lodolo. We talked about this pitching matchup yesterday. It held up for a second. The Mets got one early in the first as uh, Juan Garza. Is that who that is? James Garza, excuse me. Hit a solo shot. 
to start the game off is actually a leadoff solo shot. It would be completely quiet until the seventh inning, and then things would get out of control. Uh, Lodolo would almost make it out of the inning, but he would end up getting six runs in the, in the bottom of the seventh. The Cardinals would hold on, win the series 6-1. to one. They moved to 11-13. and 13. The Cardinals are now on to face the Diamondbacks starting tonight. And the Mets go home to take on the Phillies for a uh, three-game series that goes into the weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. Atlanta and Chicago, game two of their series in Atlanta. Um, this game would feature Kelly Coke going against Robinson Rivera. Uh, Cope would pitch really well. He pitched five and a third, struck out nine, only gave up two runs. He would leave the game in a tie situation. Uh, I think in a tie. Yeah, he would leave it in a tied game as they both the Cubs and the Braves scored two runs in the second. Um, Rivera would go seven innings. He'd strike out 13, give up two runs. He was excellent. Also would not figure out a decision. John Howe would come in in relief. And in the bottom of the eighth, Jamie Vadigo would score, the uh, would drive in the the kind of go-ahead run here, his second RBI of the day, driving in Marvin Groon to give the Braves a 3-2 lead, and Howe would close it down for the W. Um, Braves won the first game of the series. They win in Game 2. Game 3 tonight, the Braves looking for a sweep. The Cubs looking to at least salvage one on the road. We'll feature Ryan Copeland, who's been very good for the Cubs this year, versus Colby Allard, who has been even better for the Braves as he posts, or hosts a sub-1 ERA to this point. So we'll see which back breaks in a game that should be very well pitched. Dodgers and Arizona Diamondbacks. This will be game three of three. We talked about them moving on to play other teams here, um, at least the Diamondbacks we did. Game three, the first two games were split. So we had um, kind of the rubber match here between these two division rivals. You got... Who do you got? Shohei Otani on the hill for the Diamondbacks, and you've got Jose Fierro on the hill for the Dodgers. Fierro would not last long. He'd go three and a third, give up five runs, eight base runners. <sighs> Unfortunately, behind him, Cedric Flowers wouldn't do much better, so he'd give up two more runs. They would climb their way back into this thing late. You know, it, Otani would leave with the game, what, seven to nothing? Seven to one, maybe? Yeah, he left it seven to one. Um, he would be relieved by Malcolm Williams, who would give up four runs over the course of a third of an inning before he was finally pulled. And the combination of Orlando Diaz, uh, Daniel Slareth, and Tanner Shepherds were able to really shut this game down. And the Diamondbacks were able to pull one game closer to 500, steal a game away from the division, leading Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken, at 16-9. and nine. I am not. They're still half game ahead of the Rockies. The Dodgers will go... Home and welcome the Detroit Tigers for some interleague play starting tomorrow. Uh, we already talked about the Diamondbacks. I forgot where they're heading, though. Um, they're going to New York, right? No, they're going to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals after today. Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. This is game two. Milwaukee won game one. Pittsburgh really, really, really needs a win. Uh, they have lost two straight. I guess they won a couple over the Cubs over the weekend, but... They lost the three prior to that. It's just been rough. Since the 12th, they've only won three games. They need this one to pull out of a little bit of a funk here. Um, it would be a decent pitching matchup. Dustin May, he's not been great this year, but I really like him long-term versus Zach Greinke, the future versus the past, if you will. May would go six innings, only give up one earned run, but an error by Jared Stevens and one by Michael Conforto would allow a couple unearned runs to come in. 
having him in the unenviable position of leaving in a trailing position. They could not get more off Granke and Mateo and Solano were able to shut it down from Milwaukee as, unfortunately, again, Lee Chun-Ju on the Pirates' side was giving up three more runs. This would end up in a little bit of a blowout, 6-1. to one. Brewers would get the win and pull over 500 for the first time in a minute, 13-12. and 12. The Pirates fall to 19-6. and six. This series goes for one more, right? We will go one more tomorrow. Uh, or tonight, excuse me, and that'll be Chris Scalise, who has been excellent for Pittsburgh, three and one with a 173 ERA, versus Archie Bradley for the Brewers. As we try to wrap this series up um, tonight, before we head on to the weekend, Philly and Colorado. This is Game Three for them. We've already talked about Philly moving on. Did play a couple of people here. Um, this game, let's see, this series. Colorado won first two games already, so they will try to complete the sweep in the city of brotherly love. It would be Ronald Dunham for Colorado versus Luis Gohara for Philadelphia. Really, really bad for both pitchers. Six innings from Dunham, 10 hits, five runs allowed, two walks. Gohara would go six innings, eight hits, six runs. Neither would figure into the decision, uh, although Dunham would leave with a lead. He would be relieved in the seventh inning by a fellow named Danny Hernandez. If you're not familiar, you may not have a chance to get familiar because this is a bad bad start for him he would give it three runs to take the loss his first blown save and kevin flemmer on the other side would hold on combined with john o'day who has really needed that save he's pitched four innings and given up five runs this year um but he picked up his third save somehow and the phillies would avoid a sweep they moved to 15 and 9 the rockies fall back half a game now um behind they could not capitalize on the dodgers losing yes be a better way to say this in that series will go final through three as a 2-1 Colorado series victory. San Diego and Cincinnati, two games left here, the Padres and the Reds. This is game two for them. Cincinnati won the first game. Um, they would lose today 4-2. to two, And then real quickly, Oakland would uh, finish off a two-game sweep of the Giants. Talk to you all tomorrow.